We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome into the wednesday edition of the pack a day podcast i am one of your hosts dusty evely with me as always is the always wonderful sarah kelleher sarah for the second straight week we had a topic we had it lined up i know i had mine researched i had a whole bunch of stuff ready to go and then, of course, we're not going to do it because it's legal tampering and a whole bunch of news came down. So uh, we are going to do that very special episode, hopefully next week, you know, unless something explodes, which maybe it will. Maybe we'll get the Devonte extension. Who knows? But for now, we're going to be covering uh, some things that actually happened in the football world today, yesterday, over the past week, whenever. Who knows? Sarah, how are you? I'm great. And listen, Dusty, I was prepared too. But if the Packers and the NFL, if they just want to keep picking Tuesday to Mm -hmm. be the big day to drop all the news, then great. Give us content, especially in the offseason. Come on. We're always fishing for content, looking for ideas. And that's why we ask you, the listeners, uh, for support. What We want to know what you want to hear. Um, But hey, if the Packers just want to keep, you know, making Aaron Rodgers um, make headlines and they want to sign a bunch of other guys and so be it. We'll, we'll be happy to talk about that. Yeah, we are. We're always caught scrambling every week this time of year, man, what are we going to do this week? What well, can we do a mailbag? And oh, we hope people send us questions. And, and then we've got, you know, we, it's, I don't know if we've ever actually had this happen, Sarah, where we've had something planned out, actually planned out. That they've had to push like two weeks because of, uh, because of news and stuff. So it's, it's it, nice. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm a fan. Um, all right. So we'll get into it. So, Got a lot to cover. Obviously, there's the news, and we're running into this in depth in a few minutes here. But the news of the Rogers extension that came through—that was the big news of today or of yesterday. So we'll, we're going to dive into that. We're going to start. I guess we'll go back in time a little bit. So it's a tweet from Tom Pelissero, and this is for me and for a lot of people. I think this is a reminder. Listen, man, we don't have to freak out over the cap every single year because there are gymnastics that can be done and the people in the front office know what they're doing. So this was a note or a tweet from Tom Pelissero, and, uh, and this was yesterday. In the past 24 hours alone, the Packers have made four moves that cleared over $45 million in 2022 salary cap space. You don't need to freak out over the cap. Uh, those four moves, extending Rodgers, extending Preston Smith, releasing Zedaria Smith, and releasing Billy Turner. Now we know the Billy Turner release was due to an injury designation, but those four moves alone cleared $45 million in cap space. And the Turner was minimal, I think, of that. The, the, the other three were really the big ones. So before we go too far down the road, talking Rogers and other things, Sarah, let's touch on those moves. Um, so of those moves, we'll kind of take them one by one. So extending Preston Smith. Uh, th- I mean, this seemed like <laughs> it's crazy to think back last offseason when it was, well, he's probably going to cut for the season because the cap hit was too high put together just a tremendous season. Uh, how do you feel about the about this extension here? Yeah, I, I'm a fan. We, we talked about a couple weeks ago that, you know, they're probably only going to keep one of the Smiths and that more and more it looked like it wasn't going to be Zedaria Smith. And Preston Smith had a great year last year. He really stepped it up. He was somebody that I mentioned I would like to see back. So I'm glad that they were able to make something work. It was for a lot more money than what I thought it would be. But hey, if, if, 
like you said, Dusty, apparently the cap isn't real and they could just do gymnastics every year. So if that's what it takes to keep Preston Smith around and they want to keep him, then cool. That's great. And again, I think he not only does he bring you know strong play on the field, but he also brings that elite veteran leadership in the locker room. And we know that those are guys that the Packers really enjoy having on the team. We also know that he's a buddy of Aaron Rodgers. So again, seems like they're probably listening to what he has to say or at least letting him provide input in some way because he's a guy that numerous times throughout this past season, Rodgers name dropped that he had become close with, that he enjoys playing, that he thinks he's a great leader. So I'm sure he had, he wasn't the decision maker, but I'm sure Rodgers was probably whispering in Goody's ear saying, hey, make sure you keep him around because I like him a lot. Yeah, I agree with all that. I'm, I'm a big fan of keeping him around. The, the one thing that worries me is I think throughout his career, and this has been true, you know, this past year, and I think his last year in Washington there as well, is usually he really turns it on during uh, during the years when he's got a contract coming up. So signing signing extension and kind of giving those years there, that's kind of a how motivated is he going to be coming into this next year? That's something I'm certainly going to watch. Uh, but but yeah, for his for his production, for his leadership, for as much as the guys around there seem to love him, uh, and the fact you know with with Zedaria's gone, as, as we're going to talk about here in a second, he's out the door. They they need that kind of depth, that edge there. So having Preston and Gary there to hold it down made made a lot of sense. So I'm happy for him. Happy to keep him around. Uh, get into the uh, the other side of things here. Again, releasing Zedaria Smith. There was a report that they tried to essentially redo his contract to have him. I think it was uh, be paid the same amount as a cut would be. So essentially, kind of redo his contract where he's getting paid a little less, and he did not want to do that. Uh, which nor should he get what you can get. This is probably his last chance to get a deal done. He could have played one more year in Green Bay, but who knows with his injury, how all that stuff works out. Maybe he hurts his contract the next year because maybe he is a little diminished from that back injury. Who knows? But anyway, Packers released him, saved some money there. Uh, Sarah, I know, I mean, Z has been just a fan favorite since he came in. It feels like he's been around for 10 years. I mean, just came exploding out of the scene. His just charisma, the way he took over, the way he kind of led that defense at a time when it seemed like they were kind of lacking for leaders, uh, the way he that everyone just fell in love with him, kind of a light that shone very, very bright, but sadly very, very short. So how did Lisa Z uh, strike you? I knew we all kind of felt like this was probably coming, but uh, how do you feel now that it's actually uh, final? Yeah, I wasn't shocked. Uh, when I saw the tweet, it stung because I, I love Zedaria Smith, and I, like you said, Dusty, I really enjoyed – watching him. And I, I thought what he was able to bring to the team for the few years that he was with the Packers was, it was just awesome, but he was hurt all of last year, pretty much. Um, He tweeted some pretty cryptic things at the end of the season that just made it seem like he wasn't going to be a Packer anymore. And when I saw that he was released, I just kind of said, yeah, that that's on point makes sense. And I'm sad, but nothing I can do. Yeah, I, I kind of had a hope that like, well, maybe they're going to rework it and he'll be back for one more year and all that. I knew it was a fool's hope, but I was like, well, especially with him coming back in his first snap against the Niners in that playoff game, just bullying a man and getting a sack. It's like, if he, if he come back for one more year, that'd be incredible. But I knew there probably was unlikely. So it's one that it's one that made sense. I know the um, the Turner one, like I said, uh, the end of the Billy Turner, we found out later after the fact that was an injury designation. That's one that struck me as, and I know a lot of people, when he was released as like, well, why'd they do this? The savings wasn't that much. They don't have a ton of, of depth, that tackle there. What, what's the point of this? And it's not like there was an injury designation on him and that's probably released. I think a failed physical. Uh, so they end up releasing him due to that among, you know, potentially some other things. So Sarah, what was your, when you, your initial reaction to the Turner release? And then also when you saw it was the injury stuff, did that, that help color that in a little bit more? Were you, were you as in shock as I was, I guess, at the original release? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, when I first saw this, so um, just for some context about my reaction, I, I saw that they released Z and then I went to work. I started working and then like a couple hours later, I just checked my phone to see, you know, if anything else happened. And I see Zedaria Smith, Zedaria Smith. I'm like, okay, yeah, I already saw that. And then all of a sudden I see Billy Turner and I pause and just said, what? When did that happen? I totally missed that. Um, and at first I, I was with you, Jesse. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. He was such a, like when he was healthy, was such a good force on the line. And then I see all the stuff about the failed physical and kind of added up, you know, he was hurt at times um, in the last season. So that that made me feel a little bit better, and I just have to trust that the Packers know what they're doing and that if, if he's not in the best shape to play and they think the next man up can do the job, then that's probably the case. Yeah, I think this was going to be his last year as well. Um, so with the injury thing, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. There was kind of – I think one of the things said – injury kind of the injury he sustained towards the end of last year and like well if that was bad enough for him to fail a physical now maybe he shouldn't have been out there for the divisional round game that seems like maybe an odd choice but uh hey man what's done is done so yeah i I was a big fan of him while he was around i definitely hoped he was going to be back next year we'll see what happens at the tackle position that may be informed what they're going to do in the draft a little bit um or possibly how they feel about uh yash nyman which again that seemed like they felt a certain way about him to not play him in the division around game. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there, but tackle is going to be a spot to watch going forward because of the Turner release. Uh, we're still waiting on word for Devontae Adams. You know, obviously he signed the tag. I believe we, we talked about that last week, I think is when that, that the franchise tag was tendered. Uh, he has said he's not going to play under that tag. Sounds like they're still trying to work out a long-term deal as near as we can tell. Not a whole lot of movement, at least not a whole lot of news on it yet. So still kind of waiting on news of that. Uh, Sarah, you, where, where are you sitting with this? The fact that the franchise tag, there's been a bunch of moves. You know, franchise tag was last week. I assume there's been conversations. The fact that there's been no word at all, does that make you feel anything at all one way or another about the Adams extension? No, I think they're going to extend them. Uh, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. And again, it seems like there's always ways to wiggle with the cap and – especially that Aaron Rodgers is staying around and they just know the lethal combination that those two are together and they're going to do everything that they can to give Devontae Adams the money that he wants and frankly that he deserves. So I'm not sure if it'll be today when you're listening to this tomorrow or, you know, three months from now, they have till July to figure this out. But I do think that Devontae Adams will be extended and he'll continue to be a Green Bay Packer. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd be shocked if he's if he's not extended. I know the the lack of any chatter. I know it gets some people a little, little, uh, little cautious. I guess just trying to. Well, I don't know if this is going to happen. You know, why isn't he signed yet? I know there'd been kind of some contentious meetings uh, last year that were cut off uh, about an extension. But uh, yeah, I'm not in no way am I. Do I think that he's uh, he's gone after this next year? I, I think he's. I, I do think they're going to end up working out. Like you said, whether that's March, whether that's July, who knows? Um, but I, I do feel like they're going to end up getting that deal done. Uh, the last deal before the Rodgers we're going to talk about is Devondre Campbell. Um, uh, Devondre Campbell signed a deal, which it's you know reported the numbers are a five-year, $50 million contract. And this was touched on yesterday. Uh, talked about by the guys yesterday. They did a good job breaking that down, so we won't get into it a whole lot. But just, you know, we won't, not even the details. We won't talk about the details, but... Sarah, how do you feel about Devondre Campbell coming back? I mean, that's that's uh, you know a lot of people are very very hyped about that. Uh, he played well last year. How do you feel about a guy who played one solid year in Green Bay and kind of wasn't solid but not great coming into that, and them kind of re-upping at a position they typically have not spent a lot of big money on? 
Yeah, I'm going to take one for Steve here and just say that I love this. No, but seriously, Steve's opinion aside, I am really happy about this. I, I, you know, I've been on the record on this podcast saying that if they had to choose between Douglas and Campbell, which it looks like now they're going to try to do everything they can to keep both, that I would have picked Campbell just because we've seen what happens when the Packers don't have an inside linebacker that can perform and the dark uh, gloomy days and what what the defense looks like there. And he was just so efficient. I mean, I, I think I saw his missed tackles uh, percentage was 2% on Twitter, <laughs> um, which was – that's just insane to think about, especially knowing the issues that the Packers have had in previous years. So I'm pumped about this news. He had a really awesome tweet where he named uh, all his kids and just said, you're taken care of. And I just <laughs> think that's the coolest thing ever. Um, and I'm really happy for him, and I'm happy as a fan of the team that he's going to remain a Green Bay Packer too. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a big fan of paying inside linebackers, but he did he did a very good job. I, I'm I'm still somewhat convinced that uh, Joe Barry, who is an inside linebacker coach by trade, can get solid production out of pretty much anyone. You know, Corey Littleton is back on the market, and he's been terrible, but he was good under Joe Barry. So I feel like you could have done some different moves there, but I mean, it's it's. I, I like his length. I like his speed. I like his instincts. I mean, he, the, the Packers are certainly a better team with him on the field than without. Um, it's essentially, I mean, it's five year, $50 million contract, essentially a two year, $21 million contract. Uh, you can get kind of outs after that. So uh, if he t- bombs for some reason, I don't believe that he will. Um, Packers can kind of get out of that once everything starts hitting after that anyway. And speaking of everything hitting after that, Sarah, last week we were like, oh, Rogers are coming back. That was our big news last week. Rogers coming back. Rogers extension finally signed. So first things first, before we get into the details, at any point, did you feel like uh, it actually was not going to get signed? Because <laughs> it hadn't no. been signed yet. I know people were antsy. I didn't know if you ever felt that way at all. No, I, I knew it was going to get signed and that they were just going to do it at the last minute like this. And guys, it's, it's okay. If things don't happen right away, it's okay. This is also a lot. There's a lot of moving pieces. So I'm sure the Packers just had to sit down and for a couple of days not have any phone calls and conversations with people and just basically like the crazy, crazy meme where the guy has a bunch of uh, papers taped up to the wall with lines and he's he's moving his hands saying, you know, looking like, what what am I going to do? How do I? And he's just going crazy. I feel like that's what the Packers uh, cap room and uh, cap team looked like, just trying to figure out how do we extend this guy and extend this guy and give this guy the money that he wants and make sure that these all these people are happy. So once they figured it out, the dominoes started to fall. Um, and, I, you know, I'm glad that it was signed, but I was never worried that it wasn't going to be. I mean, Aaron Rodgers tweeted that, he was coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that people say, you can't believe what he says, but I don't think he would have said he was coming back to the Packers <laughs> if that wasn't true. <clears throat> Tom Brady, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, Russ Ball just muttering Pepe Silvio over and over to himself while looking at his board. Um <laughs> All right. So, yeah, and I feel the same way. So it sounds like part of what held up the extension a little bit, not held it up, but uh, Domovsky mentioned that a, Packer, a member of the Packers medical staff flew out to see Rogers over the weekend to give him the required physical needed before the deal could be signed. So they did. They had something in place. You know, they'd obviously been talking about some stuff, but they needed this kind of last piece to be done before signing. So they flew someone out there over the weekend. So and just these little things that, that I know I personally don't consider uh, when when saying, okay, well, we need, you know, get this signed. This was supposed to be signed, blah, blah, blah. There's always these, there's always these little hurdles to clear. So that was, that was one of the hurdles to clear. So Aaron Rodgers is back, officially signed. It is essentially, it's a three-year, $150.8 million contract, fully guaranteed. So it's a shade over, if you look at the money, it's not all new money. If you look at the money, it's a shade over the $50 million a year reported by Rappaport last week. Now, Rappaport reported a four-year, $200 million. This is three-year, $150 million with some void years on the end. So it gets real ugly after. So we'll run this down real quick. So the cash, the way the cash is going to be laid out by year, 2022, he's going to be making $42 million. 2023, he's making $59.5 million. 2024, he's Sheesh. making $49.3 million. But nice work if you can get it. Now, the cap hit, 
We'll, we'll, we'll get into this cap hit 2022, 28 million. So that's down from 46.1 million. So just the restructure created 18.1 million in cap space just on this, this alone, just on, on the way Rogers money hits the 2022 cap. 2023 is cap hit is 31.6 million. It was 39.3. So this restructure over the course of these next two years, uh, frees up 25.8 million, uh, over the, for the next two years with this new deal. Uh, 2024 is 40.7 million. And that's essentially where the contract ends through 2024. So that's this three year deal. Now, 2025 and 2026, when he will not be here, or if he is here, will not play under those numbers, his cap hit is 59.3 million and 53.4 million. So it like they've given him a lot of money and just backloaded that in two years, he's not going to end up making. But pretty palatable for those first three years and did free up some space. And then uh, instead of 2025, the bottom starts to drop out and the cap's going to go up and we know all that, but that it, that's kind of how this is structured. So just when you saw this, Sarah, when you saw like some of the uh, how this is done, how they were able to free up the space now, and they're they're keep pushing more in the in the distance. I guess my question is, do you care about that at all? <laughs> what's the, what's the extent of you caring about them pushing out future costs like that? I just, <laughs> I I don't want to disrespect the cap if that makes sense but it just seems <laughs> like it, if they it. just push it off that it just it's almost like the cloud where it just goes <laughs> somewhere and you don't really know where and you don't exist but then you can just go back and figure it out later mm-hmm. so let's just hope that's reality um but i really i am not invested in this too much my thought process is, is great aaron Rodgers is coming back believe the Packers are a better team with Aaron Rodgers. He's committed for at least a few more years. I believe Ian Rappaport said he feels that Aaron Rodgers will retire a Green Bay Packer. So all of those things make me happy. So I'm just going to focus on that. Support for the Packaday podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off in free worldwide shipping with code PACKADAY at manscaped.com. Friends, inside this package, you're going to find their Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a Travel Bag to Hold Your Goodies. And let me tell you a bit more about this Lawnmower 4.0. This fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, sort of important, thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is also waterproof and has a 400K LED spotlight you need for a more precise shave. Right now, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code PACKADAY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using code PACKADAY. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Yeah, I'm, I'm of the mind that 2025 is too far away. I could. That's not a real year. Yeah, That's no, fake. I, listen, I could be dead by then. Who cares? <laughs> okay, don't say that. Don't Who say cares that. about 2025, Sarah? No one like, I don't, I certainly don't care. With the cap goes up every year, it's going to go, I think with the, the, the COVID year a couple of years ago, I think we're going to start seeing it, like more it going up a little more because that did take a dip that year. So who knows, even knows what that cap number is going to be in 2025. I know, you know, Ken's got his models and everything. Ken Ingles has his models and does good work on that in terms of estimating and predicting that. But I mean, the truth is no one knows till we get there. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sweating over what Aaron Rodgers cap hits going to be in 2025 because I have, I don't know, I got other things to worry about. Um, but like I said, all that matters. Rodgers is back. The team is better with Aaron Rodgers on the field. And they've got him for the next three years unless he decides to retire. And I, I I mean, I'd say he's at least playing the next two would be my feeling with the intention of playing those three. So the bottom line here is this deal keeps Rodgers in place through 2024 unless he retires, but they're, they're, they're likely not trading him. Keeps him in there through 2024, which is the age, age 41 season and gives them flex, uh, cap flexibility over the next two years, which they sorely needed. So all in all, a success. Russ Ball, my God, you've done it again. You've done it again. Uh, so that was nice to see. It was nice to finally get done and kind of see what that did as far as like the immediate cap and, and how that kind of frees them up to make some moves. Other moves that came up, uh, Alan Lazard, they threw a second round tender on Alan Lazard. So what that means is any team signing an offer sheet to Lazard 
if the Packers do not match that offer sheet, so they get these are restricted free agents. So if they sign an offer sheet, the Packers don't match it. They have to send the Packers a second round pick in return. Uh, and this also means that if he does play, if, if he, did, if no one offers him and he plays in Green Bay next year, he's making just under, you'll be hitting just under $4 million on the 2022 cap. So a decent pay bump for Alan Lazard. I know, um, I, I kind of assumed this was coming or some kind of deal with him was coming. Sarah, did this surprise you in any way, shape and form? How do you feel that Lazard is, is from all, from the looks of things back again next year? Yeah, I'm really happy about this. And I, I think the Packers, you know, with some of the, guys that are deeper back into their wide receiver, wide receiver core. Um, they looked at not only can they, you know, catch passes and score touchdowns, but what are they doing besides that? And, you know, if, if you pay any close attention or if you're, you know, listening to this podcast, you hear a lot about how great of a blocker that Alan Lazard is and he helps create a lot of plays and he's the reason a lot of plays are possible. He and Mercedes Lewis kind of have that same spirit to them that they might not necessarily be making the quote unquote sexy plays, but they're allowing those plays to happen. Uh, they're making sure guys can get open or that they have gaps to run through. So we, I, I had a feeling that he was going to be a guy that they would try to prioritize um, outside, you know, obviously of Devontae Adams in that group. Um, and I'm happy he'll be back because I think he does bring a lot to LaFleur's offense and LaFleur really leverages him in some unique ways. Yeah, they use him in a lot of the ways they use tight ends. Um, so, no, the tight end depth, I know, has been an issue. I think we talked about that last week or a couple weeks ago. Um, tight end depth doesn't mean quite as much when you have a guy like Alan Lazard. And I've, I've certainly had some issues with with some of his limitations and uh, as far as just how the team is built overall, I think maybe that way. But Alan Lazard on his own in terms of in this offense just provides uh, provides a great service uh, within this offense. So I'm, I'm, I am happy to have him back, as is everyone else. So that's nice. Um, welcome back, Alan Lazard, Alien Lizard, whatever you want to call him. Um, I guess the last kind of free agent note here uh, for now from the Packers side. Uh, there's there's really no new information here, but Jeremy Fowler reported yesterday that the Packers are having ongoing conversations on a potential extension with Rasul Douglas. We don't know what that means. Uh, there's been no details. I know it's been a little, a little – if you follow this by social media, which right now is the only way we can really do it, um, it looked like Douglas was going to be back and then looked like maybe he's not going to be back. And I, we've gone through just – I've gone through a bunch of emotions just watching the things he's saying and people are saying about him. But right now it sounds like they are talking to him. They're trying to get an extension done. No, no word on that at all. And Sarah, I guess my, how you're feeling on it is Campbell's back. So Douglas would be a bonus. Is that correct? Yeah. I, I mean, I think it was great that they, that they're able to keep one of the two. And if somehow they can finagle and, you know, mess with the cap even more and, and bring Douglas back too, then that's just the cherry on top. But this is a weird situation um, because it seems like sources say and and pretty reliable sources will say, hey, there's at least discussions happening. And then Rasul Douglas is tweeting, where do you get this information? So then it doesn't seem like there are discussions happening. So I'm kind of curious to see how it all plays out. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And I, I'm of the mind with, uh, you know, get, get Jair back, you know, sign extension to him. Stokes looks like the real deal. You get those two guys there. I think Rasul, if he's not back, it's not going to break my heart. I, I feel like he's limited. Um, you know, he did show some very good things and obviously they like him there. So I'd like to have him back, but um, not, not a bank breaking deal. Um, so it's something I'm watching with somewhat interest, but, but not like kind of living and dying with. Um, I guess so. A couple non-Packers, but also you know, somewhat Packers-related move. Oren Burks yesterday, uh, per his own Twitter, signed with the 49ers. Uh, two years, five million dollar deal. Good for him. I always liked Oren Burks. I mean, I've talked about him before. I, I was hoping that was a guy with like athletic profile. You would hope just turned into something, and you certainly saw flashes of it, but not consistently. So, uh, you know, he went to the Niners. Two years, five million dollars. Good for him. Um, I hope he finds a hope he finds a role over there. Um, I I never had an issue with him here. He just never turned into the player I hoped he would be. And the last, uh, I guess, last free agent note for now will be: it looks like per Mike Clay that uh, the Jaguars are potentially looking for trade partners for Lavisca Chenault. Uh, now they Jags have gone on. I can't remember oh what the gosh. number was. It was something like it was three uh, three hundred million dollars over the course of a day or two. I think is what they committed to. The big ones being Christian Kirk, who is. I don't know what, like 18 million a year for like essentially a number two receiver. They paid out big money. I don't have the numbers in front of me. They paid out big money for Zay Jones. 
I like Zay Jones. Zay Jones is not worth a ton of money, and yet they've given it to him, and then they're paying out of Evan Ingram as well. And so all of that, and Chark just walks, so Chark, Chark is not there anymore, but they do have a Marvin Jones is there. So it looks like Chenault is potentially buried on that depth chart a little with these guys here, so they may be looking to trade him. Sarah, I don't know what your thoughts are on LaVisca Chanel. I think he'd be perfect in this LaFleur offense. I think he could kind of a guy you get in space that could just do tremendous things. I, I You know, it's too easy to say. He'd be like Debo Samuel because because only Debo Samuel is Debo, Debo Samuel. But he can do a lot of those same things and just really just a demon in space, just, just quick twit. So he's a guy I wanted the Packers to draft. And if they've got a chance to throw – a you know fourth round pick that way and and uh, and grab him. I don't know what the cost is going to be. I would happily happily see the Packers take that. So Sarah, do you have any thoughts on? Uh, are you getting your hopes up at all over the Vizca Chenault only to have your heart broken? Uh, I stopped getting my hopes up about the Packers and free agency a long time ago. <laughs> but I do agree that he would be a great addition uh, just to this team and the system. So let's see. Come on, Green Bay. Do, do, I know we asked for a lot, but this would be fun. It would be really fun. Um, last note on the Packers here before I get to your questions is the comp picks were everyone's favorite, favorite topic, comp picks. Packers got two comp picks this year as a result of losing Corey Lindsay and Jamal Williams to free agency last year. They got a fourth and a seventh. Um, now, Brennan Rupp, if you if you don't know Brennan Rupp, first of all, follow Brennan Rupp on Twitter. He does. He's just one of my favorite draft guy. He's been doing that. He starts like the next year's draft after the current year's draft. So he starts doing 2023, like right after the 2022 draft is concluded. He starts looking at prospects, really knows his stuff. I believe he's over at Gamma, Wisconsin now. Um, but anyway, he, his, the thing that, that he had said was, you know, he now has, Gut now has two fourth rounders to play with, um, which kind of gives a little more ammo in terms of moving around in the draft, some of that draft flexibility. Uh, and, and if we're looking at, you know, Rogers the next three years, we're looking at uh, definitely an all in, two to three year stretch here. I don't know, man, just throw draft capital means nothing, right? I mean, just throw picks around, get your guys, get the guys you think you want and just, just go get it. So Sarah, is that how you feel? Just use those, use those picks, move up, get the guys who cares where they are. Just get, get who you need at this point. Right. Yeah. I mean, that seems to be the strategy, the modern strategy to develop a winning team in the NFL. So why the hell not? That's the spirit. That's the spirit. All right, guys, thanks for sticking with us. I know that, that was a lot, uh, but again, there's a lot to talk about. We've got a lot to talk about, uh, but we did want to hear from you guys. So as always, we've got some of your questions. Thank you for sending these in. Um, we, we did not get a chance to get to all of them. In fact, I think we got to very few of them this week just because we've got so much other stuff going on. But uh, Sarah, what do we got for Twitter questions from our lovely, lovely, lovely people? Yes, thank you, Dusty. So our first question this week is from Ama, and he wants to know. Well, first he says, woohoo, how are you feeling about the Packers right now? Adams, question mark, who do you all want that may have been cut from another team? Miles Jack for me and Steve to pair with Campbell, LOL. So Dusty, I'll pass this to you first. Yeah, I was kind of a Jack guy. I was, I was Miles, Miles Jack uh, was released from Jags. I was a fan of Jack. Um, I, I think he's dropping off a little bit, so I'm not as high on him now, but I'd be fine if he was brought in. My guy, I'm, I'm bringing J.C. Treader back, man. Uh, Browns just dropped Treader. I think that, you know, he was kind of a uh, – he was he was a center, but he could be played a few different spots along the offensive line. He could do that in a pinch. Good guy. Everyone seemed to like him, head of the Players Association. So let's bring, uh, bring J.C. Treader back home. Who do you have, Sarah? Yeah, so we were talking a little bit about this before, and we said we're going to cheat on this question where um, it can just be anyone in free agency. They don't necessarily have to be cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so if we're if we're going to cheat and take that route, I'm really interested about what's happening with Allen Robinson and all of this and how he's liking tweets saying that he wants to play for the Packers. And I think the other was the Colts, right, Dusty? Is that who you said? Or? I think so, yeah. He was liking a handful of different teams. I think that man just wants out of Chicago. but uh, Yeah, he's yeah. just like, please, I don't, I don't care what it takes. Just get me out of here. So I'm curious about that. But I know the first part of the question was just how we're feeling about the Packers right now. I'm feeling really good. It seems like they're keeping most of their key guys and spirits are high. So my spirits are high as well. Go pack up. All right. Our next question is from someone who's never submitted a question before. I've actually never heard of this person. Um, Steve Perhatch. Do you know, do you know this name? I, per, purse, Persatch. I think, I think it's. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh-huh. Well, sorry, Steve, if we mispronounced your name, but just kidding. We, we miss you, Steve. Can't Would wait you to be back. 
Um, but he asked a great question. You're on a desert island. You can watch one hashtag Packers highlight on repeat for the rest of your life. What is it? Man, there's too many. Just one's too tough. I'm going to go. Um, uh, I had a couple from, you know, the Rodgers run to the Super Bowl. I Just a ton of different Rodgers ones. I think I'm going to go far to rise into the Super Bowl. Um, that moment, uh, you know, the, the other my other one was from the week before, two weeks before that was Favre to Levens, um, that that kind of mossed a guy and then jammed his uh, heel into the ground to get the touchdown against the Panthers. I'm going to go Favre to Ryzen just because it, it brings back a certain feeling as well. You know, I was uh, 16, I guess, uh, when, when that when that game took place at Super Bowl and just to open to open that opening drive that way. You know, you're so nervous kind of going into that game. My older brother's a big Patriots fan. Uh, and so we we're watching that game with him and he's obviously cheering for the Patriots and you're just nervous. I was confident the Packers were going to win, but I was still nervous about it to open the game that way. Just that, that bomb on the post horizon and you know, all the stuff I've learned about it afterwards. Just there's a ton of reasons to love that place. I'm going, I'll go far to horizon to open up scoring the Super Bowl. Uh, Sarah, I, I assume yours is going to be a little more modern. What do you have? Yeah, so I'm going to actually interrupt this question because we have some breaking news that oh, just dropped. Uh, per Ian Rappaport, the Bears have agreed to terms with Lucas Patrick, former Packers that? offensive lineman. So interesting there. That literally just broke as we were as you were talking, Dusty. So uh, for everyone listening, there is the latest scoop with free agency and just everything that's happening right now and across that's the just, league. That's a shame. Like he was, he was never like a huge uh, a huge piece. I guess I don't know. Like he wasn't like a like a. a he wasn't amazing, I guess, but he was solid. He did what you asked him to do. Everyone seemed to love him. He always had his quarterbacks back. I have a friend of mine, um, the only Lucas Patrick jersey I know of that anyone's own, a friend of mine has because he just loves that he always has his quarterbacks back. So that's that's a loss. I guess you can kind of plug in at different positions and, and he can be passable there. That uh, that sucks. Yeah. All right. Um, back to the question. Back to the regularly scheduled program. Um <laughs> Which Packers highlight would I watch and repeat for the rest of my life? I'm going to just ha- take a fun one here and say the BJ Raji interception, uh, the like pick that. six in the NFC championship game, because who doesn't love a big man touchdown? And everything about that, from the, the, the play itself to the celebration to just how large the stage and moment was, and it was against the Bears, it's just perfect. All the things I love in one highlight – Give me that if I'm stuck on a desert island. Great question, Steve. Thank you. Our next question is from Daniel Kotnick, a good buddy of ours. Replace one starter from last year's Packers team with a Muppet. Everyone else stays the same. So, Dusty, what's it going to be for you on this one? Oh, man. So I didn't really know how to take this question. The way I'm going to do it, because it makes me laugh, um, is that the, the play roughly stays the same. Um so I'm gonna go. I, <laughs> I'm gonna go Aaron Rodgers. I'll go Aaron Rodgers because I want that man just just ripping fifty yard bombs while looking like a muppet. I think that would be. Uh, I think that'd be incredible. And honestly, if you're gonna replace someone anyway, uh, if they're not good, it wouldn't be quarterback. If I was going like a, a spot that that you can hide a little bit, I'd say maybe a safety, maybe one of the safeties I replace because uh, if they're gonna get run over a little bit, you can at least like structure the defense in a way that hides some of that. Uh, but I think if they keep the same skill, Aaron Rodgers, because I want to see him up at just ripping bombs, man. So I went, I had a similar thought process on this, but just who would be hilarious on the team based on their role. And so I picked AJ Dillon because I think it would be hilarious yes. if a <laughs> Muppet was just trucking people over and yelling and, and getting all excited. So that's who I went with on that one. Fantastic question. Our next question is from Pack Daddy, and they want to know the simple question, which bear is best? So I think there are certain ways you can interpret this. Are we talking about the Chicago Bears and which Bears player is the best? Or are we just talking about good old generic bears? So us being the people that we are said, oh, even though this is a football podcast, we're just going to talk about regular bears. So Mm -hmm. I went with the panda bear because how can you not love a panda bear? I just think they're super cool. Yeah, and I wanted to go with the red panda, and then I found out that a red panda is not is neither panda nor bear, which is a little upsetting. Red pandas are just the most adorable creature in the world. That's my favorite animal. Um, so I couldn't do that. So I'm going to go uh, sun bear. 
this i i like the uh the, the patch of yellow on the chest and one time we went to a zoo and one waved at me uh oh. i always, always held that close to my heart so i'll go oh, a sun bear it's personal for you <laughs> it is it really is as we're talking about that, someone commented, uh, so someone earlier commented easy, polar. And then right when we were answering this, someone else commented false, black bear. So glad to see I do, that. I do like black bears. Glad to see that the people are, are, are uh, having deep conversations on the <laughs> timeline tonight. All right. Our next question is from David Monagle, and they want to know. Question about Packers wide receivers. Other than 17, the perception is that the Packers have a weak corp and that AR needs more weapons. AR being Aaron Rodgers. Are the other receivers not getting open or does Aaron Rodgers not distribute as well as he could? So, Dusty, I feel like this is a very you question and you can probably give us a beautiful answer about what's going on here and if Aaron Rodgers could distribute the ball better. I think there are times that that he could, but I also think it's, it's – I've talked about this before. Like the build of the room, I like the – philosophy around how they built the room. You have, you have Adams, who's your true X, your winner. If you're, if you're putting three or four guys to one side, you're isolating Adams and you expect that he's going to win because he typically can, because he's Devonte Adams. That's what he does. So you've got your one, you've got Alan Lazard, who we talked about earlier, who's kind of your do everything guy limited in terms of speed uh, has had some issues with drops throughout his career, but he's, you know, as for what that system is tremendous blocker, he's your guy. You're going to see kind of, again, Acts as a tight end a lot, kind of comes uh, either in line or if they're running that duo kind of the inside inside run blocking thing where they're trying to get double teams up front and generate that movement. Uh, he's the guy that's going to be in there kind of inserting underneath the tackle, which is what you'll see some tight ends do, and just blocking. Solid tackler, limited athletically. You get MVS, who is likely going to be gone, but he'd been the speed guy. You know, he didn't offer a ton else. I know people had said that yeah, MVS did not doesn't know how to run routes, which is categorically false. Um, actually, pretty good route runner. They just didn't ask him to do it a whole lot. Uh, but when he did do it, when they did ask him to do it, he was very good. He was basically your speed guy, kind of take the top off. EQ, and then pretty much anyone after that. EQ is kind of the last guy, you know, Cobb. Cobb's more your slot guy. Amari Rogers was kind of your, your slot guy, kind of a more undersized of what Lazard does. And then EQ was kind of – you know, theoretically, another speed guy, your jet motion guy. So I like you've got these different pieces. They each have their roles. The problem is that when one guy is not performing or one guy's injured or anything like that, it kind of throws everything out of whack. So my issue with the wide receiver room overall has not been necessarily guys not getting open. It's just a lack of dynamic playmakers. They've got, again, Adams is your ex. Adams is your number one. But beyond that, you don't have anyone that can win by themselves. And you don't have anyone that offers a whole lot outside of their individual skill set. You know, Alan Lazard, if, and we've seen Alan Lazard uh, catch touchdowns, get shots, but a lot of that stuff is it's manufactured off of what he's done. It's getting him look like he's blocking, sell that blocking and then release him or, you know, release him as the follow to someone else using someone else as a decoy and sneak him in. He's not a guy that you draw. You, you have to, design plays to get Alan Lazard open. And that's true of a lot of guys. MVS could win just from blazing speed, but he was the only other guy like that. Um, you know, Cobb, you could get him in space a little bit. His He's not as dynamic as he once was. So he's not making a whole lot of guys miss. Same thing with, you know, Amari Rogers. We haven't really seen it yet. And EQ could do that, but just not consistently. So I think for me, a lot of it just comes down to, you've got Lazard who can win and you can, he can, you can do whatever you want with him. Aside from, I think I said Lazard, I mean Adams. Aside from Adams, everyone else has a very specific role and they have to do very specific things. And then everything you get off and open plays off of that. Now, LaFleur does a really good job of designing that and playing off of that. But there's just not, I mean, a guy like, you know, I just talked about LaVishka Chenault, a guy like that who's just like a human joystick. You get the ball in his hands anywhere on the field that you can make a guy miss and you go in zero to 60 and half a second, like that kind of just dynamic playmaker, the Packers just don't have it. So that's for me, it's, I mean, they've got, I think the weapons they have, I go back and forth. I think the weapons they have overall are fine based on what LaFleur does with them. But I do believe there can be a vast improvement. If, if going into this year, it's Adams Lazard, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to guess Amari Rogers, I still have hopes for Amari Rodgers. He hasn't shown anything. And those are kind of your 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 main two are Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard. You get more dynamic past that. I assume MVS is gone, which means you need injection of speed, which means you need one or two speed guys. At least one of those guys has to be a short area quick twitch guy. So I think they do have weapons that are okay um, overall. But 
they just have to be used in, I think, specific ways or designed to get open. They just, they need, they need an injection of athleticism and dynamicism, uh, not a word. Um, they need more dynamic playmakers that position is kind of where I fall in it. Well, couldn't have even come close to answering it like that. So thank you, Dusty. You're welcome. All right. Just a few more. Our next question is from Joe Kelly, and he wants to know Packers win next two Super Bowls, but you will always have one hair and everything you eat for the rest of your time. Dot, dot, dot. Fair trade. Question mark. Fair trade. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll take it. <laughs> I think, Joe, you didn't explicitly state if I could remove the hair. So, or if I could just, you know, move that section of the meal away Mm -hmm. and eat the part that was not touched. So yeah, uh, I'll take it. Fair trade. Our next question is from Andy and they want to know, how are you? And I really appreciate this, Andy. Thank you. I'm good. I hope you're doing well. Thank you for asking. Thank you for listening to the show. We appreciate it. Yeah. Doing all right, Andy. You know, tired busy but overall overall pretty good thanks for asking man um andy does uh, twitter spaces with uh with jamie you know last name i think he's part of acme army pa- um podcast as well if i'm not mistaken good dude good dude thank you andy when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. All right, and our final question is from Amelia, and it's a good one. Would you rather have the body of an orangutan or the head of an orangutan with a lovely gif of an orangutan driving a golf cart? So I'll go first on this one. Um, I'm going to say body of an orangutan for a few different reasons. Mm -hmm. One, I could eat whatever the hell I want, and it wouldn't matter because even if I ate like absolute trash – I would still be physically stronger and have more physical capabilities as an orangutan than I did as a human, as an unhealthy orangutan, as I do as a human. I could climb. I could go up and see places higher from a different vantage point. Mm -hmm. So I'm picking the body. Yeah, and I was going to – that was my default. I was going to pick the body. And then as we were talking about it before the show, I looked to my left. And I have a portrait of Dr. Zayas sitting right next to me, who is, you know, in the movie, it's 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 played by a man with an orangutan head. And I was like, well, I, I don't know. He looks stately enough, I guess. You know, I certainly have my problems with with the certain things that Dr. Zayas stood for, you know, politically, religiously. Uh, I don't align with him on those views at all. So, you know, no one they certainly don't accuse me of that. But um, I think the fact that I have his portrait next to me tells me that I have to go, uh, you know, body or body of a man. Head of an orangutan. You know, he. I, it doesn't look bad. It doesn't look quite – if I could have the Dr. Zayas head, maybe not like 100% accurate orangutan head, if I go um, Dr. Zayas head, I think I can make that work. I can make that work. And and just as, a, as another note, Amelia's got – she just had a baby and just an adorable baby. Just an adorable, adorable baby. So Aww, congratulations. Congrats, everybody. Amelia. Alrighty, well that will wrap it up for questions this week. Thank you everyone for sending in some fire content as always. Hopefully next week we'll finally be able to do the episode that is centered around one of our questions and kind of building a a dream team or organization really because we're even starting with coaches um, in different position groups there. Um, So hopefully that'll be coming next week. Uh, Glad that we've gotten to cover some of the biggest news so far in the Packers offseason on our shows. Uh, Dusty, you have any final thoughts? Uh, not a ton, really. Uh, you know, again, yeah, thanks to everyone for sending stuff up. We've, we have been lucky with, with getting uh, big news hitting in our days, which has been awesome. Um, I'm kind of, I'm starting to kind of maybe sort of look, look into getting back into writing again. So I'm gathering up my, 
passing concepts and uh, starting to group those and make my cutups. I got a new program that allows me to do that a little quicker. And so I'm kind of saying, okay, which, which ones do I want to look at? Um, which specific plays do I want to look at? And how do I want to kind of break this down? So kind of getting into that mode again, I, I, I take a little bit off from football generally just because it's, it's, it's too much at a certain point. So uh, I kind of step back, but I'm kind of starting to look, but get back into it. So maybe over the next few weeks, you may start seeing my writing pop up a little bit more, especially I think as we get close to the draft, I don't do anything with the draft. I may I may get into it a little more in earnest. So just keep an eye out for that. And you may have some uh, some passing concept articles to read in the next few weeks, hopefully. But uh, yeah, that's all I got. What about you, Sarah? Yeah, for me, I'm just honestly pumped for March Madness. I yeah. love this time of the year. I just made my bracket uh yesterday today when we're recording this but yesterday when you're listening to this this is always just such a fun time of the year mm-hmm. um really enjoy it i have zero plans this weekend except to watch the games all day long and i really can't wait so for anybody that's playing good luck hopefully your brackets aren't too broken they will be broken hmm. soon but uh it's definitely a fun time of the year and uh, it helps move the off season along a little bit, but so far this off season has been pretty eventful in, in mm-hmm. a good way. Last year was eventful in a annoying and stressful way. So glad, <laughs> glad we're past that. But um, thank you as always to everybody for listening. Dusty and I will be back next week. Um, excited to chat more Packers and answer some of your questions. So as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Dusty Evely at Sarah Kelher four, and of course at Steve Perhatch. And then you can follow Packaday podcast at Packaday podcast. So we will see you next week. And as always, go Pack Go! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.